Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just $60, bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. What's going down? Hey everybody, welcome to a brand new episode of What's Going Down here on Patreon, where you don't need to listen to ads or everywhere else where you do. My name is Kenny, joined as always by Mr. Finley Martin. Finn, how are you today? Kenny, I'm doing all right. Yes, received the latest issue of Inside the Ropes magazine yesterday. So three days before it went or goes on sale in the shops. So that was really good. Yep, lovely. It's always good to, to, you know, if you subscribe, you do. A lot of the time, get it a couple of days early, which uh, you know it always feels like a little bonus. So, yeah, it's um, a bumper issue, everyone. So please check that out on Thursday. How are you doing, Kenny? You're still in Ireland, right? Yes, I'm in Dublin just now, and after this, we're heading to Belfast. But, you know, it's been it's been a really good tour so far. Today's the halfway point, and yeah, every, every night I'm trying to make the shows very different, having different topics, and I think that, that is. I think people have been very complimentary about that because it's not you know it's not just the same thing. Like last night we were in in Dublin and uh, Eric said, "Who listens? To, who here listens to my podcast?" And like ninety percent of the room put their hands up. And in my in my mind, I'm thinking, "Well, f- shit!" Because all these people have heard so much stuff that he said or talked about. You know, so you then got to try and get something that feels new or feels fresh or feels interesting and uh you know that's that's the challenge so uh, I've, I've i've heard very good reviews from last night so i'm glad people are enjoying the attempt so um mm. and 
Tonight we're in Belfast and the topic tonight is Vince McMahon. Sold out. Talking about Vince, so that should be pretty interesting. <laughs> yes, uh, I'm sure. <laughs> you may have to tread carefully on a few topics. Yes, yes. I mean, I'm, I'm going to need to, you know, do my do my best to duck and dive around some stuff. But uh, oh yeah, you need your ballet shoes on, Kenny, for some yeah. uh, some <laughs> subjects, some of the subject matter. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it should be good fun. So there are there are still very limited tickets left in London and Glasgow. You can go to itrstix.com to pick those up. This is his last tour of the UK and Ireland. So if you want to come see him, this is the chance. Uh, you know, he's, it's, it's interesting. He is, he's very smart about, you know, he, he came and did a tour in 2016. It completely sold out, like, before he even got over here. And this has done really well, this tour, but it, it didn't sell out straight away. And he sort of said, you know what, that to me is the sign that, he said, if people, if people have, you know, grew up with WCW, the NWO, if you want to meet me, you, you've met me by now, or you're going to meet me here. And I don't want to be the person that keeps coming back with diminishing returns. So, yeah. Which is a very, you know, very healthy way to look at it. So, uh, so we're going out in a high. It's been a great tour so far, and I'm looking forward to the next few nights. Um, so we're going to talk about the WWE releases, but let's talk about SmackDown first. So okay. SmackDown from this past Friday... And obviously there was some some issues because LA Knight was going to be on the show and then he contracted COVID, so he was not on the show. But the big thread of the episode was about John Cena and fighting the bloodline and AJ Styles becoming his partner and then AJ Styles getting attacked and the show ending with Cena sort of being beaten down by the bloodline. So we've obviously kind of knocked Cena a little bit in the last few weeks for his pantomime performances, but how did how did he do in this episode for you in terms of getting you invested and in seeing him and whoever his partner may be go up against the bloodline? I mean, let's be honest, Kenny. I've been knocking Cena for about 18 years. <laughs> yes, you have. So, probably longer. Uh, so, um, yeah, so Cena welcomed people to another sold-out episode of SmackDown and AJ Styles came out and AJ suggested that he team with Cena against the bloodline. Uh, then uh, Jimmy Uso and Solo Sokoa walked out, uh, but then they retreated, and then Cena and Styles wanted the match and asked Adam Pierce to make it backstage, and Pierce said that he would speak to Paul Heyman, and that then led to the show-closing segment that you've just mentioned, the contract signing, and Cena went to the ring first, he signed the contract, and meanwhile backstage, the canvas whispers backstage, uh, and Jimmy was beating down AJ and then, you know, threw him behind these boxes. And then Solo was standing on top of, I don't know how high it was, quite high, 10 feet in the air, maybe. Uh, and he leapt off some boxes, supposedly onto AJ. We didn't see the point of impact, um, you know, which is obviously sensible because AJ wouldn't have been there. And Solo would have just landed on a nice, um, comfy, uh, safe crash mat and everything would have been fine. And then we had all the commotion and everyone running in and, oh, AJ, oh, you know. And then John Cena was like horrified and ran backstage and Cena got there. He took charge, Kenny. He just took charge of everything, didn't he, Cena? You know, all these other people were running around like headless chickens. Cena just brought this sense of calm. And AJ was putting a stretcher, whisk backstage. Placed in an ambulance, Carl Anderson said to Cena, I warned him, 
don't get involved in bloodline business, but he wouldn't listen. So we had the uh, I told you so from Carl Anderson. God knows where that's going. Hmm. Probably to a, I imagine it's leading to an AJ Styles Carl Anderson match. And then that'll probably lead to Carl Anderson being released. So uh, yeah. <laughs> sucks to be him. Um, so then Jimmy and Solo went back to the ring to gloat about what they'd just done. And Paul Heyman was there as well. Cena ran out. He attacked Jimmy and Solo, but he was outnumbered. And they really laid him laid him out, did uh, Jimmy and Solo, absolute beating, Samoan Spike, uh, Uzo Splashes, and Cena just sold forever. And the line on commentary that was quite interesting was that Cena doesn't have a partner for the fast lane tag match. So is someone going to replace AJ Styles, Kenny? What do you think? I mean, I, I assume it's going to be LA Knight if he is healthy enough to do it, which for LA Knight, even if Cena puts out, I mean, spoiler, I thought Cena was, I just, I didn't think he was up to par on this episode. I I, I, I think the, the issue is the bloodline stuff is kind of struggling anyway. And I yeah. don't think Cena is, at this point in his career, has got enough in him or enough interest to carry the story. No, so... no, I agree. He just feels like a nostalgia act. Who's just he reminds me of Trish Stratus when Trish returned at the beginning of the year, right, and then yeah. Trish realized that she wasn't bringing it, and she recognized that this was an opportunity to do something special. And she applied herself and came up with a new character and did different things. And it's the same old Cena, only you know a watered down version of the Cena that. Some people liked, obviously I didn't, but some people liked once upon a time. Uh, and it just it just feels like he's not really, his heart's not really in it. And he's just sort of almost like a parody of himself. I mean, the character was kind of a parody of a wrestler anyway, but it's like even worse now in 2023. Uh, I mean, yeah. at least he took a beating he from Solo and Jimmy. I mean, you know, but then it's, it's like I you- mean, nothing is convincing. It never has been. Um, but I mean, it's going to lead to a tag match, and you're right, probably LA Knight. You know what? Fastlane's like October seventh, so presumably Knight will have recovered from COVID by then. I hope so. Yeah, and next it should weekend. be the team we've seen in the match. Yeah, and it's, I mean that's next weekend that match. So I, I, I'm sure LA Knight will be ready. And I was uh, what I was going to say was I think that even though Cena is not really bringing it that much, I think it will be good for LA Knight to be in a team with Cena and win the match if he if he can. Uh, if he's there to take the fall, different, different story. Not great, but even the bloodline stuff. It's like you know, no, Jimmy. I, I think I think uh, Knight and Cena will go over, especially after the severity of the beatdown on SmackDown on Friday. The faces have to go over, and I'm not sure if I really like the sound of this, but I think Knight is heading in the direction of Roman Reigns. I'm not sure if this is going to be good or bad for Knight. Possibly bad, but I think that's the direction of travel for Knight. Yeah. I think I think you're right. Uh, so elsewhere on SmackDown, we did have a segment which I really enjoyed actually, and it was Alba Fire and Isla Dawn, and they have basically told us that they have cursed the women's t- tag titles, and that's why there's been so many problems. And I mean, it's probably the best booking suggestion they've had in a while because it finally explains this, you know, unexplainable curse that these titles seem to have. But it's a, I thought it was a nice way to kind of reintroduce them and, you know, make them feel like part of the show. Were you happy to see them kind of given a bit of time? 
Yeah, of course I was. Yeah. I mean, I suggested actually in the last month's issue of the magazine that they should have been made champions uh, when Sonia Deville suffered the injury or after she suffered the injury. And I just think this Chelsea Green and Piper Niven um, tag team and the way about the way they went about making Niven co-champ, I just think the, the belts are now like at the level of the 24-7 tile. To me, they're just ready f- for, for the scrap heap. So, I mean, something needs to be done to, you know, restore some credibility and dignity to this championship because it's just a clown show at the moment. So I hope this leads to an Alba Fire and um, Isla Dawn match with Niven and Chelsea Green and them becoming champions. And yeah, it, it, it was a fairly simple thing for them to uh, concoct. And I was really pleased to see them back on TV again, even if it was in like a pre-tape video. And um, yeah, I mean, they... They must have been relieved because they're thinking, well, are our heads on the chopping block here? Are our careers cursed? Are we going to join all those people who've been, you know, axed and sent packing? Uh, because we're not doing much at the moment. And if you're not doing anything, then that puts you on the endangered list, doesn't it, Kenny? Yep. It's not a place you want to be. Not a place you want to be. Also on SmackDown, we had the Rey Mysterio and Santos Escobar getting the win over the Street Profits, which led to Bobby Lashley being very upset that they that you know Mysterio got the win for the team. Lashley says backstage that he wants the suits back, he wants everything back um, if they can't get the job done. So they're, they're telling a story here about the Street Profits, and I guess gonna that might give them a reason to show more aggression than they've shown so far. So I'm I'm into it. Yeah, well, what happened was um, behind the referee, Robbie Lashley was at ringside for the match, Street Profits versus Mysterio and Escobar. And Lashley, behind the referee's back, uh, choke slammed Ray onto the ring apron and then, you know, indicated to Angelo Dawkins, who was a legal man at the time, he go, you know, he's he's ready for you to defeat him. And Dawkins, instead of pouncing and capitalising on Lashley's interference immediately, he paused. And in the meantime, Ray recovered and then he ended up scoring like a, you know, fluke pin on Dawkins and um, the Street Profits were stunned. What's just happened? Lashley was furious. You know, I've just gifted you this victory over Ray Mysterio and you just threw it away by not acting swiftly enough. And Lashley went backstage and then that led to the conversation uh, between Lashley and the Street Profits. He gave him a dressing down. He said, listen, lads, obviously he didn't use that language, but he said, listen, you know, if you can't get the job done, I'm going to find someone who can. So, uh, yeah, it's a storyline. Let's see where it goes. And, um, you know, ordinarily you'd think, well, that was a setback for the straight street profits, but it actually might end up being a really good thing for them. And then the last thing from SmackDown I was going to ask you about was the Asuka and EO Sky match. They were given a lot of time and I was curious to see what you thought of it. Um, yeah, they made a big production of the introductions. Uh, Charlotte Flair walked out uh, before the match got underway and she uh, sat ringside to watch. Um, I thought it was quite telling that they, they didn't put her on commentary. But there again, I guess you could say, well, they've already got three commentators on SmackDown. They don't need a fourth and they don't even need three. Let's be honest, never mind four. Um, so she sat ringside and she got involved at the end. And um, it was like she took out Bailey and as Charlotte Flair did so, Asuka was distracted and that enabled the Sky to smash into Asuka with his running knees 
and then hit the over-the-top moonsault for the pin. I thought it was a good match. I like I like the way that there was they used a lot of basics at the beginning, like headlocks and you know arm ringers and things of that nature. And um, one thing that was slightly annoying was Asuka used a lot of like arm locks and submission holds, and Sky didn't sell her arm during the match. She did sell the arm after the match. And I just, you know, to me, that just sort of sucked the life out of the match. It's just like, well, if you're selling the arm, then, you know, that's your weak point and Asuka can target it. And you've got that connection there with the, the match story. So I don't, I couldn't understand why she didn't sell the arm as the match was in progress. And I thought that was a, a, a bit of a fail, really, by Sky. I mean, he enjoyed the match. To be honest with you, Kenny, I expected more from it. I wanted more from it. I thought it was good. Um, you know, and EO is somebody who I always thought was tremendous in NXT. And she's never matched that level of performance on the main roster yet, in my opinion. And maybe that level of performance is no longer in her. Maybe she's just not capable of it anymore. Or maybe there's a reason why. Maybe they're telling her not to be as good as she was. I don't know. I mean, yeah. weird things happen in WWE. Sometimes when wrestlers go from NXT to the main roster, something gets lost in translation. Something gets lost on the journey. So, yeah, good match, but I was expecting it to be better, Kenny, given the amount of time, you know, they gave it. It was loads, wasn't it? I mean, they were out there for a long time, and this felt like a big match. This was the main event of the show, basically, wasn't it? Even though it wasn't in the main event slot, this was the biggest match on the show. Yeah, they got like 20 minutes. And I can echo what you say. I think I thought it was good, but I was I was hoping for more of a a classic out of it. So we'll see if they revisit it and if they can do it down the line. But Earlier in the week, obviously Friday uh, was SmackDown, but WWE did release a lot of talent last week, and we should go through... We, we predicted this. We talked about this last week, that it was going to happen, and it happened either that day or the next day, didn't it? It did, yeah. So there was there was various people uh, that, that were released. Later on, it was confirmed that Matt Riddle is no longer with WWE, but, I mean, it, it felt like, you know, we, we saw this coming. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. From all of his previous issues to the incident at JFK Airport in terms of how it was handled, the, it felt like Matt Riddle they were never really going to properly push him again because of certain reasons. So it felt like this, I felt this was probably going to happen at some point. Um, did you foresee Riddle going or was that a surprise to you? No, not a surprise at all. Uh, totally predictable. Um, I mean, I think we said the word, use the words last chance saloon after his suspension at the end of last year. I know I wrote them in, in my, uh, what else is going down column. Um, and that was his last chance. You know, he was suspended. 
Um, there was things said in public about him. He was embarrassing the company, which is what it's all about. I mean, okay, you can say, you can start, you know, saying, well, the rules are different for different people. Well, they have been in the past, but the rules are pretty much equal for for most people now. And if one of the really big names was causing havoc outside the ring or creating, not causing havoc, but creating a bit or being involved in situations that were embarrassing the company, that would be a problem. It would definitely be a problem. I remember Randy Orton 20 years ago, well, nearly, well, not 20 years ago, mid 2000s, 2004, 5, 6. Things kept happening, didn't they, Kenny, outside the ring? And you know, he would have been fired had he not been so respected, but he was suspended and there was lots of problems with him. And disciplinary action was taken many times. And eventually, you know, he realized that he couldn't continue to behave in the way that he was. And he changed his ways. And you can say about then that Randy was younger, which of course he was. He was in his mid-20s. And so, you know, it was excusable. Riddle's now in his mid-30s. He's got this track record from UFC of being problematic, joins WWE, you know, does well. I mean, a bit of a polarizing figure. A lot of people don't like him, don't like his act, don't get him. I have a lot of other people think he's really talented. I always thought he was a very talented guy. And I always thought he could have done so much more than he did. Um, but his biggest enemy was himself. And when that suspension happened last year and they brought him back and you could see that he was going to have to earn their trust by the way they were booking him. And, um, you know, and that's the way it works, isn't it, Kenny, there? You've got to prove yourself again. And then we had the incident you know, at uh, JFK, which we talked about previously on the podcast. And we don't really know what happened. Well, we know what's been alleged, but obviously we don't know what's happened there. But it wasn't so much what happened. It was the fact that Riddle went on Instagram and posted about it. It's like, you don't do that. You know, that's just a problem. And he posted a picture of the police officer who he alleged, you know, doing things that he shouldn't have done. You don't do that if you're a WWE star. I mean, it's just going to cause problems. And it's just bad for your reputation. It's bad for the company's reputation. And, you know, you need to conduct yourself as a professional. Keep things quiet. If there's a problem, go through the proper channels and address it that way. But not like some neurotic teenager by doing a you know rash post on social media. So now as soon as he do that, he did that, Kenny, I knew it was over for, over for him. Um, yeah. You know, that suspension... Him, I mean, he could have sacked him, you know, last year. Let's be honest. I think, he, I think, had he been less over than he was, he wouldn't have been brought back. He would have just been sacked last year. Yeah. But they brought him back. Think this is a guy who's got a lot to contribute to this company. He did really well in the team with Randy Orton. You know, he had that amazing match with Roman Reigns. You know, let's give him another chance. Let's see if our message to him this two month plus suspension or whatever it was. It was about two months, wasn't he, was suspended, I think it was, Kenny? Yeah, about that, yeah. Yeah. I mean, let's just see if he gets the message here. And evidently, he didn't. So, yeah, he uh, he, he really had to go. So, but I mean, as you know, I've, I wrote on Facebook the other day, it was like, you know what, if there's no further incidents with him, wherever he ends up next, he could return to WWE in years to come. But it's up to him to prove that he's not that guy anymore. So it's entirely down to him to basically just 
sort himself out, Kenny. Yeah. Well, I'm just going to go through some of the other bigger names that, that were let, let go. Dolph Ziggler was one that a lot of people were talking about. I, I know he's been quite stale for a long time, but I mean, it, to me, in, in some ways, it feels like this is going to be the best thing that could happen to him. Uh, rather than sticking around any longer. He'd been been in the WWE system for 19 years. Yeah. Since November 2004. So that was when he debuted for OVW. And, like, he did... I mean, how much... He was making a lot of money for doing nothing. I mean... Because the longer (laughs) you work there, the longer you work there, your your money is going to go up each time you get renewed. If you're not, if you're not an idiot, so yeah, you got to assume he was on uh, the high six figures. I would say so. Yeah, for I mean, nice work if you can get it. Not even working, <laughs> <laughs> you know, earning huge money or being not earning, being yeah. paid huge money for doing literally, literally nothing. I don't even think he was making personal appearances. I haven't heard his name mentioned in months. No, no. I, I, so I, I mean. Do you think he's is he someone you expect to see turn up somewhere else? Do you think there's va- more there's still value in him if he goes and does something else in wrestling? Yeah, well, I mean, he's forty three. I mean, but I mean, he looks good for his age. He's in great shape. Um, I don't think he's, as far as I know, he's he's not carrying any serious injuries. Um, he needs a new name. Obviously, he's going to have a new name because Dolph Ziggler's property of WWE, and that'll be the best thing for him getting a new name. Uh, he needs a new. <laughs> he needs a new gimmick. He needs a new approach to to his character. But uh, I think AEW would take him. I think he could do something there. Um, Im- Impact certainly would. I don't know whether they could afford him or not. But Impact would certainly take him. Um, I mean, I'm not sure who else would. I mean, I. I, I mean, I, he was not going to be struggling for work. I'm sure he'll do well on the convention circuit. Um, I mean, let's face it, financially, unless he's been a complete idiot, he should be set for life anyway, shouldn't he? Yeah, you, you, would, you would think so. I mean, Matt Hardy is an example. Matt Hardy was saying recently on social media that he's like, he's got millions of dollars. That, you know, saved, he's fine. He never needs to do it again if he doesn't want to. So you can absolutely save your money and have lots of it if you're smart. With it, so Ziggler could be could be pretty well off. I think he's, I think, and yeah, he looks really good for his age. So uh, Mustafa yeah. Ali was another one who was obviously, I think he was the first one that was actually announced. So, yeah, I mean that was the one that did surprise me because he's been doing a lot in NXT and doing well there. He was advertised um, for the match at No Mercy coming up with Dominic Mysterio. Yeah, that was a surprise. That was the only surprise to me on the list. Mustafa Ali, I thought, you know, I thought well. He's he's got himself in the best shape of his career. He's doing playing a different character. He's been doing some really good things in NXT. So that was the one surprise. Um, so, but I think he's somebody who will also do well elsewhere, and maybe he needs to go somewhere else to reinvent himself and come back. He's I'm sure he's young enough. They never really took him seriously in WWE. That was his problem. They never saw him as a big star. So I think he's young enough to go away you know, find himself, do other things and potentially come back in a few years' time to WWE, if he wants to, if he wants to, of course. Um, I'll just read out some of the other names and see if there's any, any, anybody you want to talk about. We had Mason Mansoor, who are gone, uh, Dana Brooke, Top Dollar, Riddick Moss, Elias, Elia. 
Don't forget Emma. Emma. Yeah, yeah, Emma, Rick Boogs, and Shelton Benjamin were the kind of bigger names. So there was yeah. nobody else on that list that surprised you. Is there anybody on that list who you think could could go somewhere else with its impact to AEW or whatever and have a chance? Um, I mean, Rick Boogs, I mean, they seemed to like him the first time round. Then he suffered that really bad injury at WrestleMania 2022. And he returned and they gave him this little push as this sort of, you know, outrageous character. I mean, it didn't, it wasn't a hit with either you or me, Kenny, was it? The Rick Boogs character. No. I mean, just this bizarre comedy figure. And um, yeah, they very quickly lost interest in him. I'm not sure where he's going to end up. I have no idea. I mean, Diana Brooke was doing some good stuff in NXT. Um, she'd had like a really good match with uh, Cora Jade, probably best match of her career back in July in NXT. Mm-hmm. And she'd been um, booked with Kalani Jordan. Um, and she was doing all right. But I mean, she wasn't really going to be figured in it, in any big plans. She was kind of winding down her career. But she'd been in the system for 10 years. And she p- put out a really nice message, didn't she, about WWE? Yep. And how it had been this, like this family tour and and it'd been, you know, an amazing life changing experience for us. So she seems, uh, you know, very gracious about what she did there and the whole experience. And, you know, she'll be able to do the convention circuit and make really good money as a result of her years on WWE TV. And the, the same applies to all of those people. I mean, top dollar, they gave up on him really quickly. So that's no surprise. Um, same with Emma. I mean, they gave her a chance. She didn't really sizzle in the ring. Um, you know, Madcap Moss, Riddick Moss, they lost interest in him as well a long time ago. So I think that was, he must have seen that coming. Um, Mason Mansoir, oh, sorry, Massé and Mansoir. I mean, yeah. they were a lot of fun. But I mean, once LA Knight was detached from the group, you know, once um, Maxine. Maxine Dupree went over to the Alphas, I mean, they were pretty much scuppered, weren't they? So yeah. it's a shame because I thought they could have done a lot of fun stuff. But, you know, I'm not quite sure why it didn't happen for those guys. I think they could have been a lot of fun in NXT. So I can't say I'm surprised that they were, you know, axed. But I am disappointed because I think they had a lot more to give the company. Um, I did mean... You see, did you see Rick Boog's comment on his YouTube channel? No, did what did he say? Somebody had asked him about you know why why his push stopped or whatever and he said that a hundred percent vince leaving killed his career so he <laughs> he basically made it that vince was his big supporter vince was his big sort of champion and once vince was gone i guess the new regime didn't really see as much in books as vince did which is interesting because you know the narrative sometimes is that vince is still calling all the shots and everything goes through him but i guess you know, maybe Vince, while he is still making the ultimate decision, he's not doing, you know, the the day to day every bit of creative thing. And people like Boogs, who Vince really liked, maybe just aren't really going to look in. But yeah, it was just interesting to hear him say that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, it was definitely like a, a Vince type character, bodybuilder character. Um, <clears throat> you know, you can see why Vince would find him would be amused by him. Mm. You can see why Vince would just find him really funny as he's going out there just making an idiot of himself and Vince always had a soft spot for characters like that as we know um I don't know what's next for Rick Boogs so um I couldn't tell you 
I have no idea what's next for Rick Boogs. He's, um, I mean, I mean, again, you know, he's got that stardom from WWE, so he's probably going to be able to make money somewhere. But he doesn't really strike me as an AEW type wrestler. No, um, I know. I, I think he would. I think very quickly he would. You know, I mean, even Dolph Ziggler, who we talked about earlier, if Dolph went to AEW, I think the challenge would be there's so many people. How is yeah. he going to be able to? you know, get above that level, and that's Ziggler. So when you get to somebody like Boogs, I mean, the only chance he'd have is if he was put with someone who is an established act, and he's, you know, with them. But otherwise, I I think he's in trouble. I I do wonder with Emma, maybe she ends up back in Impact again? Maybe that's... Yeah, possibly. Possibly, yeah. Something that she could do. But yeah, I mean, obviously, it's a shame when anybody loses their job, but, you know, these... These releases were going to happen because they have they have so many people and you can't push everybody and I think everybody on the list I can understand why from a business perspective you kind of go I I don't think this is going to work out with these people because you know there's it's not like anybody who they let go is was going to change change any numbers or make no. anything go up or down and. Yeah, I mean, I, there was, uh, there was, Uly- uh, was it Ulyssa Leon in NXT? Yeah, Ulyssa Leon, yeah. She yeah, was I mean, I thought she was a really good talent, but, I mean, I didn't really see star signs in her. And, um, you know, she was she was good, but there's lots of people in NXT who you can see more star potential in, and that's the problem. I mean, it's a, it is a high bar. Um, and if you're being brought up to the main roster and you're just blending into the background almost immediately, you're already in trouble, I think. And it's like you don't have that big personality or you're not, you know, outstanding in the ring. Um, I mean, to be honest, I thought they might get rid of more than they did. I thought there's quite a few people that I thought would lose the jobs that didn't. Like Apollo Crews is still there. I'm amazed. Like I thought for sure, Dabakato, he was sacked as well, wasn't it? Yeah, Dabakato and Shanky were also let go from the Ekimanjaro, who was in NXT as well. He was quite he was on NXT 2.0 quite a lot when that was yeah. on. He was one. But yeah, I, I almost feel there's gonna be more releases at some stage. They just didn't want to do everybody in one day. You know, no, I, could, I mean I like a, a Zaya Lee, for instance. I mean, she's never they, they don't believe in her. I mean, she's never gonna make it on the main roster. She's like main event material. Yeah. I mean the TV show, man. <laughs> not the not the spot on the card. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I think there's a few more. It wouldn't surprise me if like another ten or twelve people uh, were let go within the next few weeks. I think there's yeah. quite a few more people who should be worried about receiving that phone call. Yeah. Well, is it, you know, Matt Cardona had put a, a tweet out about the situation, and he sort of said, you know, to the people who this has happened to. I promise you, if you work really hard, there is money to be made in the Indies and there is a way to make a name for yourself, but it is, it is very tough and you need to sort of really put in the time, put in the miles, and it'll be interesting to see from this list who decides to do that. Because for people like Shelton Benjamin, who's a bit older, he might just decide, well, that's it, I'm, I'm not going to wrestle full-time anymore. I'm going to yeah. just do you know conventions and... Maybe having Charlie Haas hit the convention circuit as world's greatest tag team or something with Kurt Angle. But for guys like Eli- Elias, Riddick Moss, Mason Mansour, you know, maybe do they decide to go to the end? Do they decide to to wrestle again? Uh, it'll be interesting to see who who goes where. 
It will, yeah. I mean, Sean Benjamin, I mean, it looked like they were going to put the Hurt Business back together, didn't they? Yeah. Was it a few months ago now? Maybe it was more than a few months ago now. It did really look like that was in the offing, and then they obviously changed direction. It didn't happen for them. Um, and he he was never, I mean, he was never going to do anything there. He just wasn't. Uh, he wasn't going to do anything more than he'd already done. I mean, Elias, I mean, they gave up an, on him a long time ago. And I think some of these people can't be bitter because, you know, they've received, they've been paid for really literally doing nothing in some cases. Um, and, you know, if you're getting involved in the wrestling business, the first thing you should do is you should learn the wrestling business and like study it and work out what might happen or what probably will happen. And you've just got to accept that this is the way it is. And especially if you're a marginal player that doesn't, that's not figured in the plans. Um, and certainly when they announced back in April that this merger was going to take place, you know, we all knew and anyone, certainly everyone who worked there, WWE should have known that there were going to be cuts. And of course there has been, and uh, I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I think in some cases with talent, I think it's right because if you've got dead weight there, you know, people who just, you know, basically done all they're going to do, it's time for them to move on and do something else because there's plenty of other people in developmental and other companies you know, who want to come in and, you know, have their spots and enrich the TV show. I mean, for the entertainment value as well, you know, we as viewers, we don't want to see the same thing over and over again if it's not interesting, do we, Kenny? It's that simple. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, yeah, it's it's, it's a shame because you feel like when somebody loses their job, you want to be very respectful of that. But, you know, our job is also to cover wrestling and to talk about the people who come, the people who go. So, yeah. Uh, but we'll, we'll, we'll see if any of the names on this list turn up anywhere else. But that is all the time we've got for today. We'll be back on Thursday to talk about Raw, to talk about some news and other stuff. So look forward to that. As Finn said, the new issue of Inside the Ropes magazine is out this Thursday. You can pick it up um, at your local WH Smith or you can go to InsideTheRopesMagazine.com and pick it up there. Issue 37, it's a bumper issue, 64 pages, not a penny extra than what a normal issue costs. So we hope you will check that out. Uh, and follow us on Patreon, uh, where you can listen to us do an overrun. We talk about different topics. The Unforgiven 2003 review is going up this week, so you can check that out, where we we despair at the Triple H era. <laughs> that is the word. We yeah. despair. We despair. We despair at what, at what has happened, what happens... And what we know is going to happen next. Yeah. That's so, like a triple disaster. <laughs> it really is. Uh, so, you know, join us for the triple disaster on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash inside the ropes. So, yeah, thank you so much for all your support, everybody. And we'll talk to you soon. When we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.